Hello, and welcome to Calming the Chaos Podcast, where we talk with people around the world who can help you find peace in a chaotic world. I'm your host, Tracy Canella, licensed mental health counselor, certified eating disorder specialist, and advanced clinical hypnotherapist. Calming the Chaos Podcast is for those who want self-help resources and education. It's not a substitute for counseling or psychotherapy. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening. And now, let the chaos begin. In this episode of Calming the Chaos, we are going to get right to the heart of chaos with two gentlemen from Australia. This is Don and Hutch, and they're going to tell us about cardiac arrest and when it happens unexpectedly on a bike ride and lessons learned after being dead. It's so great to have the two of you here, Don and Hutch. Welcome to Calming the Chaos. I've been looking forward to this interview. You guys crack me up. <laughs> Hi, Tracy. How are hey, you? Hey, Tracy. How are you going? By the way, I, uh, yes, I, yes, we were dead, but I, but the, you missed the part about one of us came back to life again, which is the good news. So yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to, ha I wanted to have you tell about that because you two have been, as you call it, down in Aussie land, mates for quite a while, right? How long have you two been friends? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I think we worked twenty five. Oh yeah, Don would say twenty five. I'd probably say fifteen. Uh, it depends how you classify friends, but that's yeah. okay. That's okay. He, that's he keeps a ranking of these things, of, of his friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just below his dog, only because I saved his life. 25 years you two have been mates, and you yeah. have always done things together, like bike riding. Is that right? Yeah, we're, we're very lucky in the last... Uh, would have been uh, just over about 17 years ago. Uh, I, we actually moved, my, my family and I, we moved to um, be very close to the same suburb as Hutch. So we hang out, yeah, we've hung out a lot uh, over the last 17 years, uh, even more so. so. Seen our families grow up together. I mean, mm -hmm. my daughter's 16 now. So uh, it gives you an idea of, of how integral uh Donnie and his wife have played a part in my life and my family's life. I so, remember yeah. when you came and told me that um, you were pregnant. Your partner yeah, was pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. There wow. you go. Wow. Wow. So you've been through a lot together. And so the, the big thing that attracted me to you guys, I mean, not only because you guys are super funny. And by the way, the one on the left is Don. And, and very good looking. Is, and, and very, very good, looking. good looking, very good looking. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he, he's got to do that now. He's got to do all that now because I've saved his life. So really, he's 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 just my human slave now. Yeah. So this is Don, uh, and uh, yeah, and I'm you Hutch. are Ian Hutchinson. Yes. Yeah, and yep. better known as Hutch, right? That's right. He's the, he's the survivor. Oh, wait, actually, slave. No, he, survivor. He calls, he calls me a slave now. But anyway, yeah. He is, yes. So so, so Hutch is the one who had the incident. Now, we'll have you tell about whatever the incident of chaos was on your mm. bike ride a fateful day. How many years ago was that now? Three. Three years Three ago. Three yeah. years ago, yeah. yeah. Who mm. wants to tell a story and where, where do we even <laughs> want to begin? And you can just 
pick up and uh, wherever you would like to about yourself or about the incident, it doesn't matter. We're just sure. I think that the, the other thing that's really important too, Tracy, is that um, we we are great mates, uh, and you'll see us have uh, a lot of fun and, and probably joke around a bit. Uh, it's just that we believe a lot more people learn uh, <laughs> when they're having fun. So we we definitely it's a different choice to look at the lighter side of uh, our ordeal. For many people, it's an incredibly serious and frightening and scary thing that happens in our life, but uh, it's a definite choice. And so we, we, we make light of it for that reason. And, and look, Donnie's background is in comedy and entertainment. Uh, so, you know, my background's in corporate training. Uh, and so between the two of us, we like to try and help people uh, save lives like, like my life was saved, but do it in a fun, fun way. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk about your trainings and offerings that you have. And again, I really, really like your your work. Uh, so, yeah. So then, yes, you've been mates for, for many years. And mm -hmm. the three years ago, you were on a bike ride together. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what happened? We were out every Tuesday morning. We uh, go for a normal uh bike ride and something really weird happened uh, on that particular Tuesday morning. It's never happened before. Donnie was actually leading the bike ride uh, and that usually never happens. And then uh, within seconds, I just blacked out and uh, clearly obviously went into cardiac arrest. And I was then, uh, Donnie jumped in like a Superman. A couple of bystanders were walking past a jogger who'd just been CPR trained and they rang triple O or 911 as it is in, in the States and uh, followed the instructions, um, basically gave me CPR for about 10 minutes until the ambulance arrived. Yeah. And uh, then I was taken to hospital um, under, luckily under police escort. So I don't know, we, I don't know whether you know what a green corridor is. Yeah. No, um, tell me more yes. about that. Yes, so green corridor is, is it's when all the lights, traffic lights go green mm -hmm. and it's usually a reserve for dignitaries Presidents, and royalty and all VIPs, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I didn't get a green corridor. No, um, no he was not, he's so, not worth a green corridor. He yeah, wasn't yeah. that special. Um, uh, but the, I, I then got, got to Royal North Shore Hospital, still didn't know what the situation was and I was in hospital for two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of those two weeks, I had a, a defibrillator. I was in a coma, actually. They put me in an induced a coma and pretty traumatic for family and friends. And Donnie didn't yeah. know whether he'd he'd done enough and was I actually going to survive or was I, in fact, going to have any brain damage, um, which uh, clearly is very, is very common. Very, yeah, yeah. So I was in hospital for two weeks. At the end of those two weeks, they you know, were trying to work out what actually went wrong. And as a security precaution that they put in a my own internal defibrillator so it's called an icd it's an internal cardio defibrillator come on and you want to show come on actually, you want to show them you can, everyone at you home. can see can oh you see boy. make it can, can i make it stick it there it is there there's wow. a little baby there very is much it, like a cigarette like, lighter yeah zippo a zippo lighter yeah, yeah. Chest, two yeah. cable two cables into my heart hmm. so if anything happens uh again uh with a we'll talk about uh, cardiac arrest, difference between cardiac arrest and heart attack. If anything happens again, this little baby just kicks in. So I actually got that implanted actually on my birthday. Well, what a fantastic yeah. birthday present yeah. that was. Right. Incidentally. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually been, I've actually been, um, 
celebrating that birthday ever since because the great thing about that piece of technology of course is that it takes all the pressure off me uh so if 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 if, if hutch goes south again and things go wrong i just stand clear and that little uh sucker kicks in and brings yeah. you back to life which is great but if you want to get a bit of a reality check on this uh, we've got an extract from a 911 phone call uh, that we've sort of condensed down into one minute just to give people who haven't heard one before or, or get an idea of the situation um, so here's a one minute extract of a 10 minute phone call yeah Well, it's um, that's Donna. <laughs> that's Donna, and, and we just recently uh, got to meet her, uh, and I'm sure it's exactly the same for uh, the people at nine one one in the states as it is here for our emergency services. But they're so well trained, and they just they give you the confidence in those very stressful situations. We met Donna, like I said, uh, for the first time just was a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And we'd found out that was her first cardiac arrest call. She was in training that day. She had an assessor sitting behind her assessing um, her, her calls because she, she hadn't quite been certified or finished her training. And that was her very first uh, cardiac arrest call. Um, and she did a fantastic job. She was she was probably a little bit critical, saying she took too much time or technical. But man, I tell you, she gave me the confidence to get through what was uh, a very chaotic uh, situation. Yeah. No kidding. And I think that uh, no. So Don, you were actually not performing CPR, but you were doing the mouth to mouth part. Was that right? Or did you? <laughs> yeah. Look. <laughs> well, let, let, oh, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I did draw the short straw there. Tim, uh, as Hutch mentioned, was a jogger who'd recently just done his uh, refreshed his CPR training. He he jumped in straight away. He was absolutely fantastic at studying compressions, which meant I had to do um, mouth to mouth. Like I, I don't know what he'd eaten the night. He would have loved it. He would have loved. A curry or something it was terrible can i just say tip I, number one if there's an emergency situation jump in and do the compressions first yeah because it means someone else is probably going to do the mouth, to mouth or always carry mints with you always <laughs> carry breath mints uh is the other thing yeah I give them a say. tic tac right <laughs> but, exactly. um, you know the the amazing thing from that situation um uh, the thing that we realized is that we were 
we were just so lucky it was a perfect storm because unfortunately in these situations in Australia, only 9% of people will ever survive and live uh, to talk about a sudden cardiac arrest. So the triple O operator was absolutely important. The fact that the uh, Caroline and Anne, we used their phone and Tim and I. Uh, that Two we other just, yeah, bystanders did, coming past. Yeah, yeah. It helped us. Um, it was really uh, a team effort uh, to have such a fantastic outcome with Hutch still here today, three years on. So I, I was very lucky that we had not only Don, and you could bet your house on Don, but also uh, three others there as well. You know, one's holding the phone, one's you know doing swapping over We're swapping rotation compressions, other, yeah. um, and then one one making sure the ambulance got flagged down and knew exactly where to come. Because that was one of the issues, is when you listen to the whole recording, uh, it was hard to locate. There was no street address because we were we were in a bushland sort of area yeah, setting, close to a road. But we were we were there was no street address, so we couldn't give they couldn't give a definitive um, spot. So it still it took took the ambulance ten minutes to get uh, mm. to to me, and uh, I, I was what they call clinically dead for eighteen minutes, mm. uh, which means that I I wasn't supporting my own heartbeat. Mm. Yeah someone else had to and uh, and actually got uh, donnie broke three of my ribs no uh, during the cardiac compressions no which is was... a good sign it means he was doing it properly in about 40 percent of occasions uh yeah. ribs were broken so uh he was obviously doing it very well no it wasn't me or tim uh it was the paramedics that broke your ribs that like when you see them doing the cpr uh, professionals doing the CPR. Uh, it's it's very strenuous. It's very vigorous. Um, obviously, we were doing it well enough uh, to keep him alive, but they they don't uh, mess around at all. Boy, yeah. oh boy! So they actually broke three of your ribs. Yeah, yeah. These these three here, and uh, probably took about six months. But all it was was a reminder. I couldn't laugh very much. All it was was a reminder how lucky I was. Yeah. But yeah. normally that is the sign, though, as Hutch said, uh, of good CPR. If you're doing CPR properly, uh, you're going to break ribs. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, got, yeah, yeah. And so you couldn't be around Don for a long time because you couldn't laugh for a long time. Is that right? <laughs> right? You can't no, no, be no. around he, Don for very turned, long without laughing. He turned up at the hospital every day in his hero cape uh, with his mask <laughs> oh. and uh, made sure that he got lots of lots of appreciation and glory. So uh, it was good to see him. Although, although Hutch, Hutch's natural manner also, of course, is a, is a very funny, likeable person. And to be honest, when he came out of the coma, that was the first part of his personality um, which cut in. He was he was joking around um, from the moment he he regained consciousness. Um, the funniest thing was, though, and we found out um, afterwards that this is normal, he was in what you might call a loop. He was in a, 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 a almost a 20-second loop where that's all he could remember or retain. and Like a goldfish. Like, like Yeah, absolutely like a goldfish. And mm. that happened for at least 24 hours where we're all there and, you know, he'd be reintroducing me to um, his partner's parents and I've been there all day, but he doesn't remember any of this. Look, I've been brought up well. Uh, I was taught to be, you know, be respectful and introduce people. Yeah. Uh, clearly that's some uh, good values that I have. And, and he gives me a hard time for that. And he, he, he would go, he would just, he would, he would suddenly you see him just go, what happened? And we'd say, oh, you, you've had a, You've had an accident and you, you, your heart stopped. Really? Whew. And you go, what happened? So eventually, eventually, we just started making up a whole 
Uh, you ate too much. You've had you've had too much McDonald's. You've burped. You've anything. We were all just going around the room, seeing which uh, was the most ridiculous reason to give Hutch for Car why he was in a hospital. Currently, my lawyer is just doing the final papers for emotional abuse. Uh, we'll be serving right. them to Don fairly shortly. Um, but I, I woke up uh, in a, uh, from my coma. Um, you can be in a coma apparently for you know three or four days. Um, I was lucky that I popped out the next morning, and uh, I woke up with quite a bit of. Uh, Pash rash because Donnie had given me probably doesn't mouth. understand what that is. Um, well, you didn't, you know what pash rash is? No, I'm thinking no, it must, must be an Australian term. It's when, when, when you get kissed too much, uh, some a guy's beard gives you rash, so it's a yeah. pash is a kiss, yeah. in Australia. So, quite a bit of pash rash, but. The good news is that uh, Donnie's wife, Robbie, assures me he's a very good person. I'm sorry. So, I did not get time to so, shave uh, that yeah. day. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you didn't know it was happening. So no. otherwise you would have shaved, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I, always stay, I always stay clean shaved now just in case I've got to jump in. Shaves for special occasions. But, but look, if you look at the enormity of the situation, I mean, my partner um, didn't know. Uh, Donnie didn't know, family didn't know if I was even going to survive the next morning. So pretty sleepless nights. Uh, so again, this is why it's so important to just know the basics of CPR so you won't have this regret that, gee, could mm -hmm. I have done more? I mean, so, yeah. Yeah. you talk about chaos, Tracy. Sure, the initial moment of when it happened was pure chaos. But to be honest, until you came out of your uh, coma, I, Chaos was in my head every second, every waking moment uh, with worry and just, you know, you know, did I do enough? Is he going to be okay? This is uh, yeah, yeah. pretty scary. Right. Uh, right. Is, is he going to remember he owes me uh, $500? Yeah, I but, think I'll just I'll I'll add zero, a couple of zeros to that. But I didn't lend him. Uh, right, yeah. right. Put that in his little goldfish brain and zeros to that. I, I, have this. A, I have a picture here of, of Hutch and his partner. And oh, lovely. The, the I was one of the very lucky 9% who survived. And so the two of you have made it your mission to really help uh, remember you know, those other 91% uh, in yeah. now, that is an Australian statistic, I believe. And so, and then also educating people, just being able to help people get CPR friendly in just minutes and in a light and a fun way. And I just love, love that statement. Yeah, that yeah. look, I, I'm very lucky to be one of the 9% and mm -hmm. I believe the stats are very similar in the States. Um, also, as you can see by that photo, I'm very lucky in punching above my weight with my beautiful <laughs> partner, Katie. Uh, there you go. Throw it back up there. So uh... <laughs> yeah. You must have woken up and thought you'd won the lotto when you saw her there. And you're my partner. I'm not sure. She's like, I can't remember. If she's my wow. Partner. Can't remember. If she's my partner. <laughs> and I not. kept saying, No, that's my wife. Hutch. That's my wife. <laughs> oh my god! But we are we are definitely uh, we're about paying it forward. You know, as as much as we can. I think when we realised how lucky we were after the incident um, was the real uh, spark that ignited um, the whole CPR friendly movement that we've, we've yeah, been pushing we, we, for. Look, we we went out and and thought, look, we've been trained in CPR, I don't know what it was, 35 years ago, oh, and, and thought, oh, time. yeah, you know, if it happens, compressions, a couple yep. of breaths, but uh, it, there's a, just a little bit more than that, and 
particularly with the new technologies around defibrillators. Mm. And I don't know if you heard the, the trip on the triple O phone call, but when when or the nine one one phone call, but when the uh, operator said, "Do you have a?" Def-? One of the first questions is, "Do you have a defibrillator?" And now that we know what we know, we heard her voice sink slightly when. Um, yeah, when she said when, that. She, when oh. Don said when Don said no, no. because no. she knew the stats were now getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And in fact, every minute of inaction of doing something reduces uh, someone's chances of survival by ten percent. Mm-hmm. So, the quicker you can get, we'll talk about defibs maybe mm-hmm. later on. Um, yes. But yeah, look, very lucky. And we we thought well, we've done CPR what can, training. What can we do, but. There's so did we do did we know enough and we went and started researching um, for about six months looking at what's all the CPR training out there um, and there was anything from going and doing a certification which is two or three hours through to a couple of YouTube videos and we thought well everything's pretty serious and earnest we're in a lucky position because of our backgrounds in corporate training and, and comedy so we wanted we understand that engaging audience getting cut through in a fun way is really important there's nothing out they're too fun about it we can take the mickey out of each other because we've been mates for years and you know we've got a hero here and we've got a survivor here perfect combination let's see what we can do to pay it forward and that's why we created cpr friendly because you don't have you don't have the time to get certified well at least get a little bit cpr friendly because you know a life can depend on it so that's where we yeah yeah. i do have your website here oh look at you go Great, great website. I actually went on there and took a training myself. It was amazing. It was so fun. I had all free. It's all yeah, free. Yeah, all free. Doesn't cost anything. Just yet. We, we just, just want more time. people to be able to save more lives to yeah. get it. Get a bit of extra life, like I'm um, be lucky enough to get. Yeah. yeah. And Donnie's yeah. been lucky enough to get with me still in his life, which is a real enhancement. Absolute the bonus. Quality like the life. quality of my life is just. Uh, I'm, I'm walking on sunshine because of it. <laughs> Not, not, not to mention my lawns get mowed, my house gets cleaned by him, my car famous. gets washed. It's been, no, not yeah, at all. Yeah. No, I'm very lucky. So CPRfriendly.org is what we started, and it's really all just about getting people uh, a little bit more CPR-friendly so they've just got a little bit more confidence that they would they would know yeah. what to do. Because the stats, to jump in. To the jump stats, in. The stats are pretty scary in, in the States, I believe. Something like 300, 350,000 people every year die of sudden cardiac arrest. You know, that's a, you know close to 1,000 a day. Mm. And so many of those, like myself, could have been saved if people had just known a couple of basic things to do. And I think that in the statistics too, Hutch, around this is that in emergency situations, uh, I think it's... 70%. 70% of bystanders say they feel helpless and don't know what to do, which is really uh, the big goal that we're trying to do is we just want to give people that confidence to have a go because the one thing that we've learned, the most important thing we've learned is that any attempt is better than no attempt at all. No matter how you feel, jumping in, any attempt is better than none at all. Yeah. And so sure. when you say that, when you say that any effort is... Any attempt, any attempt, any attempt is better than no attempt is better than no attempt. Right. So, so if you have all of these different trainings on your website here, all free, yeah, all of them (laughs) are free. And I took the 45 minute one, which was absolutely entertaining. I love hearing you guys uh, (laughs) do your, your, um, uh, I guess it's CPR wrap or something. The wrap. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah. At the end. (laughs) Stick around. (laughs) And Stick around to the end. Yeah. Exactly. So, and then we've got fi- 
as little as five seconds. Now, come on, yeah, you got yeah. somebody you you guys can at least spend five seconds on their website and figure out <laughs> something. And, and even if it is just calling 911 or triple O or wherever you are, there's something that you can learn five seconds, 15 seconds, three minutes, 10 minutes, 45 minutes and three hours, all of them are free well the, well the three hour one is if you want to go they're just links to uh, organizations like st john and all that sort of stuff some of the organizations Red Cross, things if, like that. Yeah, yeah if you want to go and get properly certified um then that's where you go yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. as yep. a counselor i had to get my cpr card but that was a long time ago and i remember mm. the airway breathing compressions abcs but you yep. two go beyond that and you talk about the doctor's abcd which i really mm. like i love acronyms anyway <laughs> this is actually uh, if you go onto the website you'll see you'll actually see this uh, come up and it's an invitation for people to uh, get trained and or for, for them to get trained uh, to be CPR friendly. And yeah. so see, they and they're very serious about being lighthearted and funny. So. <laughs> wow, we almost look like our pictures there. That's incredible. <laughs> Actually, doctor, Doctors ABCD is the Resuscitation Council of Australia industry standard. That's what I, I, I think trained. it's probably world standard now. Probably world standard. Yeah. I'd be surprised if it's not the yeah, same yeah. in the States. Yeah, yeah, a few years ago, it was just ABCD. Mm -hmm. um, and then, um, well, I think it was ABC, and then D came on the end, which is for defibrillator, okay. and then the doctor's part is the danger, danger. response and send for help. Yeah. Um, we can run through it. We can run, if we've got time today, we can yeah. run through it. Otherwise, it's all on the website. You can download a, a one-page um, guide on it as well. You can stick on your fridge, um, just quickly run through. So okay. do, do the five-second training, do the 15-second yeah. training three-minute yeah. training, you, it, it could save a life. And the, the thing too, Tracy, to remember about this is in 98 or 5% of the situations, you it will be either a loved one or a family member or someone you know and care about. It's it's very rare that it's a total stranger, um, even though sometimes I pretend I don't know much. But um, it, it, yeah, it, it will be a, a loved one or a family member that you are saving. So having this information is, is, is so critical. Yes, yep. it is for sure. So we'll have a couple of questions I'd like to ask you guys. And first off, I, I know Hutch, you said that you did not remember any of this, right? So, so you didn't have the big old light in the tunnel and you went through and you had this sense of peace. Well, I'd floating. love to tell you that yeah, I went up the tunnel and there was light and then I uh, I then had to go down some stairs. It was getting very hot down there. <laughs> um, so I decided to quickly run back up. And luckily that by that stage it got resuscitated because the gate going up was locked. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I don't want to go um, down to that warm place, right? <laughs> no, no, it's getting hotter and hotter every step. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't remember any of it. And, uh, and actually you lost everything from that whole day, even, uh, hours before. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's the, I've, I've tried to research this a little bit. I don't know if it's the body just wanting to, um, blank out trauma. I don't know whether by losing oxygenated blood to, to the brain, whether it, it affects your memory and your memory just gets wiped. I don't know whether it was the drugs from the induced coma. Mm -hmm. Um, but it took me about three or four days to slowly get my memory back. And that was a bit challenging for family and friends because they didn't know if he's, is he going to stay like this? Yeah, I know. 
so he, he comes out of the coma and we go, oh, thank heaven he's alive and he, he's talking and it seems to be normal. And then suddenly you're in this 20, 30 second loop all day long. And it's very hard not to suddenly go, oh no, is this when they talk about the brain damage? Yeah. Is, is this what it is? That could have been a bit boring for you over the next 20 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, but, but, Luckily, that that wasn't the case. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. And and Don, you was that of course the whole thing was chaotic, right? From the hmm. from the fact that you were in the lead, uh, I, I have a question. <laughs> yes, for thank you. you. I'm 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 happy you've pointed that out that I was in the lead on the bike ride, even though he said I was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, you were in the lead. So how did you know that he? I mean, because he was behind you, That's right? How did point. you know? Did you hear something? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. heard it. Yeah. He, uh, all I heard was him yelling out. Uh, he just was able to get my name out. Dick. No, no that was not my name. It was not Dick. You uh, might have been swearing at me because I was setting a, a fast pace. Uh, but that's all I heard. Um, he was, and when I asked you about that, like, it, it's, you probably didn't even get my whole name out. You obviously just knew you had like two seconds of consciousness. He, he yelled out my name loud enough that I turned just in time to see him um, uh, collapsed over his handlebars and careering off into the bush unconscious. I, I, I probably know what it was like because uh, this this little baby here has oh. got, gone off a couple of times. Yes. Uh, actually, it hasn't gone off for about three years. In the last couple of months, it's gone off twice. Yeah. Um, you, oh. you don't know it went off last week. And, well, I suspect. And uh, so no, what that is... What, what that's like uh, is because uh, I'm now um, a, a pickleball addict. I don't know if you know what pickleball is. I do. Ah. Yeah, yeah. You know pickleball. We play pickleball down at the little racket club here. Yeah. Got to love pickleball. Yeah. I love it. I love it. International coach now. <laughs> Certified international pickleball coach. Yeah, there you go. Yep. So um, uh, now, uh, so the other, the other week um, I was end of a game. Not, not doing anything particularly dramatic. And I just, within about two seconds, three seconds, I felt like I was blacking out. And then boom, this this kicked in. Before I hit the ground, this this had got me back and I was conscious. So I was kind of conscious through the whole thing. Um, so this, this works like an absolute trooper. And uh, it's very comforting to know that, that if a fatal arrhythmia happens again, then this will mm -hmm. kick in. And, and probably worth mentioning the difference between a cardiac arrest and a heart attack. Sorry, I'm still uh, just taking in that it's happened again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, where boy, it's we? nothing like nothing like a podcast to uh, reveal <laughs> this is a, the big this reveal, is a scoop, right? A scoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, did it, um, did it hurt? No, it, it feels like you're getting slammed in the. Well, for me, it felt like I was getting slammed in the chest by a tennis ball when I was. St I'm standing at the net because the first time it happened, you said that that wasn't. Well, okay. it's, it's a bit the same. It's exactly the same. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there kind of we like go. Kind of like a jolt, huh? Kind of like a jolt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. And actually, I had my pickleball paddle in my hand and and I went down and jolted me and then I saw my pickleball paddle about three metres away. So, um, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it, it certainly uh, does its job very, very well. Um, so the difference between a cardiac arrest and a heart attack. So a heart, because a lot of people put them together. A heart attack is a plumbing issue. So it's typically someone you know might be you know un, you might say, say perceive them as being un, unhealthy. They their diet, they might be overweight. They don't exercise very much, and potentially that's where their their arteries are getting clogged. 
because of either diet, exercise, lack of exercise, or maybe a, um, a genetic um, imposition. So um, what happens in a heart attack is they might feel, uh, uh, you know, pain in their chest. Yeah, they might get the sweaty. Things, yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, I would much prefer to have a heart attack than a cardiac arrest. I prefer you didn't have either, <laughs> to be totally honest. So, um, heart, so a heart attack, you, you know, might, might take 10 minutes to an hour um, and you've got an 80% chance of survival with a heart attack, whereas a cardiac arrest, boom, this, the heart just goes typically into fibrillation. It's an electrical issue of the heart where, where the heart gets fired potentially too fast or in an unusual rhythm electronically and it can't get the right oxygenated blood to your brain and so you, you basically black out within seconds. Mm -hmm. Cardiac arrest mm -hmm. happens in seconds, whereas a um, heart attack happens you know, you, you will know about it, a bit of pain. Let's go get you into get, the hospital. You at least have some signs, yeah. some signs to start and warn yeah. you or think something's wrong. And because of the electrical aspect of a cardiac arrest, then a defibrillator is the only thing that can reboot the heart. Um, and the, the technology with defibrillators is so good now that you just press a button and you put them on your, on your skin here and here and just do whatever they, it tells you to do. And it will it will scan the heart. It will tell you um, to stand back, and you might press a button, and then boom, and then it will count you in to, to continue CPR. So it gives you a counting pulse, and it will direct you what to do. So it's a, it's basically like your own coach in a box. So ideally, everyone should should have access to a defib, to a defib within a, a couple of minutes away. So I'm lucky I've got one in my chest. Mm. We've got one in, in our car just in case someone else. We've got one now in our street because we, we started CPR barbecues, CPR street parties, people raising funds to get their own defibrillators. Um, and I know uh, your your state, I believe Seattle, has got one of the biggest. Yeah, there you go. Look at ah, you go, Tracy. Look at that. That, <laughs> that was our, that was that's all our family and friends. That's the very first one we did wow. uh, at, at CPR training and barbecue. Uh, because we we realised how lucky we were, and we thought the people we want to have this information are our <laughs> the people closest to us, um, and so yeah, we we put on that very first uh, training. Oh my goodness, yeah. So did you have some shrimp on the barbie? <laughs> no, no, shrimp no, no. on it. Yeah, We're we, actually covering up Donnie's barbie there. The yeah, barbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we didn't wow. have any shrimp that day. Yeah, no yeah. shrimp on the barbie. No. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Crocodile Dundee, for that. Yeah, yeah. Such an awful accent. But when I try and do a British accent, it ends up sounding Australian. So I just uh. give up and, and just do whatever comes to me. So That's are you it. still having those barbecues, even though COVID happened, right? Because, you know, everything kind of changed it when COVID happened. No, that, our, our barbecues and our training, our face-to-face -face trainings have all stopped. Uh, but we've only just for the moment. Yeah, yeah. we've only just came out of uh, complete lockdown here in Sydney uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, three yeah. weeks ago. So, and, and, yeah. look, and that's probably the reason why we, we've really beefed up the online and we created the webinar so that everyone could get access to, you know, the very similar sort of content, uh, no matter where they are in the world. So cprfriendly.org yeah. and you know the webinar 45 minutes is is the way to go if you if you really want it we've even had people run their own family events or community events and they just play the webinar uh in their event so yeah oh yeah that's a great idea actually that's a great yeah. idea so go onto their the, website take yep. the training and have a little yep. party of your own absolutely yep. Yep. the uh, the only difference is with the states obviously we refer to triple o uh whereas in the states it's 911.
Yeah. Right, right. And of course, we have lots of resources there if people do want to do their own uh, CPR uh, friendly barbecue or training, there's resource kits so that they can yep. download, isn't there, to they, help organise They can ask questions throughout the webinar, but we hopefully the webinar asks most, answers most of those anyway. Mm. Um, and I see that you responded actually when you did the webinar as well and, and put in a little comment. I didn't have any that, questions, but I love that. Oh, wow, fantastic. Love I didn't training. have any questions. Yeah. yeah, so you two also, okay, so this you mentioned the resources section of your web website, which is really super cool. And then there's also a section of your website where you look uh, at defibrillators, right? So here's mm -hmm. just a little clip of it. And I don't know who would, what's the Wiggles? The Wiggles, is that what, is oh, that what it on. makes you do? <laughs> No, no, the Wiggles. The Wiggles is is probably the world's most famous uh, kids, uh, kids kids entertainment show yeah. uh, for for people, and mm. uh, they have done videos and DVDs and performed all around the world, and they're Australian. Yeah. So, oh, uh, one of their founding members uh, had a sudden cardiac arrest live on stage. Yeah. Uh, oh, only wow. only beginning of last year, mm -hmm. and he's now also an advocate. Uh, and we've, we've been working so with Greg him. Page. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we were lucky enough, CPR Friendly was lucky enough uh, to um, provide them the uh, touring defibrillator That's that right. they That's, now have on their touring uh, show. You can't quite see it in that photo, but yeah, yep, they have their own special defibrillator. Actually, the defibrillator is from Seattle, mm -hmm. uh, and Ooh. that particular defibrillator is a voice activator, one where if there's crowds, so for events, then the instructions uh, for the CPR and defibrillator use actually increase based on the the, uh, the noise around them. So it's really quite clever. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they have a, a bunch of different ones and you go and lead them through the process of trying to figure out which one's the right one for them. And it really made me want to try and get one too, because, yeah. you yeah. know, it, you, you never can, you never can be too careful, right? You never can be too safe. Yeah. Well, and, and again, without preaching uh, the innovations of Australia, yes, yes. Uh, there is a this new, is exciting news. Very, very exciting this news. This is new. Podcast first. <laughs> There is a, a new technology that Australia, a group of Australians have been working on called Cell AED, as in Automated External Defibrillator. It is a, it is the size of slightly bigger bigger than this phone, mm -hmm. uh, and you can put it in, in your, Donnie and I would love to get one and put it yep. in his handbag, uh, or you can stick it in your car, or you know, on, uh, the on, wall. Your, on your fridge at home. Yep. But basically, it's a one use. It snaps in half. It's got a cord, and it goes bang bang. It's Wi-Fi enabled, so emergency services can get um, deployed as well. And that is going to revolutionise life saving. And it's about a tenth of the cost of a normal um, AED. Yep. So it's going to normal defibrillator. Yeah, yeah, open it up to everyone. Maybe you know, we've been pushing for quite some time to be part of the building code and things like yep. that. So that, that, that defibrillator has only just been launched in Europe uh, over the last month or so, um, but it is an Australian company, so it's kind of ironic it, it, it isn't launched here at the moment, but it's, it's about to be. Mm -hmm. So everyone will be able to have more or less their own personal defibrillator for just a couple hundred dollars, which would be amazing. Yeah, and so 
do you know if you're making an impact on the survival rate now the survival rate is from cardiac arrest is nine percent in australia where you are from are you do you think that you're making an impact on that number and how how are you going to figure that out how who are the well, statistical people that we can really only you? judge yeah look we can really only judge by a personal uh competition that we've got going at the moment uh we've got a, a competition to save lives currently the score is uh Currently, the score is one zero. If you can see that, uh, <laughs> one zero. Hutch has got a bit of work to do. So I'm I'm happy with my stats of what I'm doing. But uh, seriously, uh, are we making an impact? Look, we can only hope. It's it's very hard to measure. Um, we, we, we look. Well, all we can see is the stats from people who are visiting the website, uh, watching the videos, doing the webinar, um, have been attending our face to face mm -hmm. programs. Um, more, we, we're getting. More people CPR friendly, and we're getting more defibrillators out there in the yeah. in the local community. So it's got to have an impact. And and basically, if we just save one life, yeah, um, and you know can give people more life, like like you know Donnie and, and the bystanders are able to give me, then as far as we're concerned, you know that's a really crap percentage. <laughs> no, no, no. As far as we're concerned, you know, just one life would be amazing. Yeah, because well, and we're uh, glad that your life is here right now, uh, Hutch. Yeah. And yeah, thank look, you, look. thank you so much for helping him, uh, Don, uh, to be here today. Because otherwise, it was I would my pleasure. Yeah, 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 my no pleasure. Mm. Well, do we have time to play the other to, to play that short clip? It's about four minutes long, and it is it actually includes part of the nine one one call. Uh, but I like the way that it was done. I think it was done for a TV show or a yeah, newscast the, the, or the, basically the Australian Today Show. Mm. Uh, Australian we've done Today. a couple of segments with the the Today Show, and we also have a show called uh, Was it Sunrise? And mm. we've uh, yeah, we, we've just been getting out and about to try and raise the awareness of of just a couple of simple steps can save a life. So uh, yeah. More, yeah, let's see if we can, we can cue sure. this up here just for a second okay. here. Great. I'm share my screen with you because uh, I think I know how to do that. I'd, I'd love your viewers to particularly note the fact that Donnie's in his jeans and we had <laughs> oh, to set up right. for this shot. The bike riding. Uh, we, they just said, can you get your bikes out to do this, this clip? And Donnie was in his jeans. So but please make sure you in the first th 15 seconds you notice. Thanks, Hatch. You can yeah, always yeah. build me up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah brother. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Okay, let's watch this thing here. Oh, here he goes. Hutch, Ian are best mates. Brother. Fit and healthy, they meet every Tuesday to go for a bike ride. But one morning in late September, Ian suddenly went into cardiac arrest. I was pushing it a bit hard and just just like blacked out. Don was quick to respond, recalling his first aid training from decades earlier. I hadn't done CPR for just over 30 years. Without Don's help, Ian would certainly be dead. If it wasn't for Don, he would not have made it. Um, absolutely, even within the first minute, life is very difficult to restore. The 56-year-old spent 19 minutes in downtime before being rushed to hospital and placed in an induced coma. I think it's a sign of Don's fantastic uh, cardiopulmonary resuscitation or CPR that actually Ian was able to walk out of the hospital. Ian now has a permanent defibrillator inside his chest and has set his heart on a new mission. We hosted our first CPR barbecue because we wanted friends and family to uh, to really learn how to do CPR. Even my 13-year-old daughter, Sierra, she's actually um, done the training as well and she was fantastic at it. 
And joining us now are Hutch, as we're calling him, and Donald Morning, gentlemen. Welcome. Uh, now, Hutch, you're, yeah. you're a pretty fit guy. What happened on the morning you blacked out? Well, uh, Donnie and I were out for morning ride, and something really weird happened. He was actually leading for a change. And uh, from, I don't know, I just blacked out. Um, cardiac arrest, heart attack, and I don't remember anything for about four days. And he kicked in like a superman and um, rang triple O and... and Got straight into cardiac compression, so he's kind of my hero, and I'm sure we get a lot of wedding proposals now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don, you remember that from 35 years ago? How did you remember what to do? Did you? Were you well, scared? Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was. I was quite shocked um, because. Uh, when the triple O operator was coaching me through it, they were saying 30 compressions to two breaths. And my recollection from over 30 years ago was, you know, five compressions to uh, a breath at a time. And so uh, I questioned them in the moment. And I think lots of people don't know how much uh, this training has changed. Does, yeah, okay, good mm. point. So mm. does your adrenaline kick in? Do you, re you, you remembered what you were taught 35? I don't think I would. Yeah, no, ago. no, definitely kicked in. And uh, yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was quite scared in the moment, uh, especially when they said I had to start doing mouth to mouth, because I remember he'd just eaten garlic bread before we'd gone for our, <laughs> our ride. <laughs> Um, and so he couldn't wait. No. <laughs> in fact, we've got a lifelong bond now. Uh, <laughs> look, look, he's my. Well, a couple of months ago, he's my number two friend. He's moved up the yeah. leaderboard to number one now. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us what you're doing now, because obviously this is. You know, you don't go through something like this and not change, do you? Yeah, well, I think for me, number one, family and friends so important. Number two, you don't have family and friends unless you know cardiac compression mm. so for us it's all about our mission now to get as many people as possible mm. to understand quick and easy steps to to cpr that's mm. uh, number one killer in in the country mm. Thirty thousand people die each year so we're all about getting the the 70 percent of people in australia who don't really know cardiac compression to just learn the elements and it's really quick and easy to learn yeah because four out of five um cardiac arrest will happen at home with someone that you know or related to and we just want people to have this little piece of important uh knowledge and training so they're confident to jump in that's yeah. good advice what a great story yeah what a great bond you two have it is. yeah there's a great <laughs> video online called um shock verdict which in yeah. three minutes shows everyone how to how to pretty much do cpr okay. for those that want to sure they can do, go and do the half day training yeah. but we're all about um trying to get people to do more uh cpr barbecues we ran one at donnie's uh, a couple of weeks ago we're doing a street cpr barbecue so if clubs and families and friends can do all this um, um, hopefully we can save 50,000 lives. A good warning before yeah. summer. Donnie, you're our hero. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> a good reminder on why we should. Thank you very much. The other thing too is I don't know if you heard then in the background, the start of that clip, they were playing Staying Alive uh, by the Bee Gees, which of course is um, at the perfect rate. Uh, if ever you need a song in your head when you're giving um, CPR, the right. Bee Gees song Staying Alive is... Uh, yeah, exactly the right not, rhythm. I'm not really sure I remember that song. Can you sing it for me a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> well, you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. Music, love, and never tell. 
Whatever. All right, you'll be, you're, you're, you're going to be disappointed you asked him that. Yeah. I love yeah. that falsetto, yes. And so if you take the 45-minute training, you'll be able to see Don do that and actually hear him singing. And he knows all the words. Oh. And then also your your CPR rap. Do you have that on YouTube somewhere or any place yeah. where we well, can Hutch, get it? Well, Hutch, Hutch, Hutch did you YouTube. want it? Did you just want to sing no, a little bit? I've done my bit of singing. Can't remember did you? What? what? I just yeah. saying, um, don't you want to, you know, for all the viewers yeah, here on the podcast, no. have a bit of a re- no? No. Oh, no, no. what a pity! He's, yeah, he's I, he's surviving. I'm kind. I'm kind. Wow. Well, so there is again. I really it was it's great seeing you. I guess I could talk to you guys forever, but since we only have a limited <laughs> amount of time, please visit their website. It's um, cprfriendly.org. They're just amazing and really great message. And yes, you can get CPR friendly in just seconds, five seconds at minimum, or forty-five minutes. And it is very it's a very fun and entertaining way uh, of of being able to get possibly a loved one saved their lives if if they happen to go into cardiac arrest. So I really appreciate the work that you two are doing. Any parting thoughts or sentiments uh, about chaos, about cardiac arrest, about okay, if you yeah, if you want to defeat uh, the chaos in these situations, just remember any attempt is better than none at all. Jump in and have a go. Yeah, and look, the key steps if we give you the fifteen second one is if in doubt, just ring nine one one. They'll guide you through. Start cardiac compressions. Uh, and and get a defibrillator on them as quickly as possible. Those three steps, ring, push, and shock are the key three steps. And final question for you, can a dog actually do CPR or was that just kind of a ruse, a video training? Well, everyone's going to have to do the training to see what you're talking about. Uh, (laughs) Maybe we should leave that as a little nugget of uh, excitement for people to have a look at. If a dog can do CPR training, then you've got no, no one's got an excuse. Absolutely. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, I, I was very impressed by that. So whatever it was if it was real or if it wasn't you go on and do their training cprfriendly.org and find out and let me know let me know what you think about that again it was so great having both of you here on calming the chaos today thank you so much for the work that you do and both take good care thanks tracy thanks tracy thanks for having us thank you for listening to calming the chaos podcast If the information in this podcast has been helpful, please consider subscribing and share it with your friends. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, and on YouTube. You can also go to our podcast website at www.calmingthechaospodcast.com, where you can listen to all Calming the Chaos podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to sharing my next podcast episode with you. In the meantime, take care.